A new episode starts now. Welcome, one. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Look at Talk. It's your man, V. Jones. And today, I got a guys-only round for this month, ladies and gentlemen. We had to bring it back for Father's Day. So this is the Father's Day edition of Look at Talk. So I want to first say shout-out to all my dads out there. Happy Father's Day to my brothers. I see y'all grinding, taking care of your kids, doing everything you can for your kids. That is what's up. You know what I'm saying? Dads, today is your day. We're celebrating you today. And ladies, chill out because I know there's something that I'll be like, um, I'm, I'm a dad too. Listen, today, no, you're your not. Day. today ain't your day. Bitch, but, sit down. <laughs> that's right. Without further ado. That's a- Without further that shit gets on my nerves. Yes, it does. It they my do it every too. fucking year too, and it's every year. Like, yes, they do. They wait. Shout out to day. the moms playing both roles. No, you're not. You're playing one role. Stop it. That's right. Mama. Stop it. You're playing one role, and you playing that role to perfection. But let's go ahead and introduce everybody. Um, joining me today from the Hear Me Out podcast, you get to hear him out today, <laughs> Mr. Marco. <laughs> How you doing, my brother? Bloop bloop bloop. <laughs> I was gonna try to do the little black sound from Insecure, but you know it don't really. That sound. Yeah, I can't. I can't roll my R's like that. <laughs> but you already know it's your boy Marco the Prince from the Hear Me Out podcast on all streaming devices. Um, back again, Victor. Thank you again for uh, letting me do this only guys only round with you. No problem, my brother. Also joining me from. He's 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 from Orlando, but my brother's traveling right now. It's the Don B from the the Off Black podcast. How you doing, my man? Yes, sir. Burr, Blessed burr, to burr. be here. Thank God for technology, <laughs> so we can do this remotely. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, guys, is everything. And now, the Don B. Yes. Oh, go ahead. My bad. I was trying to do a little plug, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shout out to my dog. Uh, check out his latest episode of the Off Black Podcast. Thank you. Um, and joining us today, we got a new fella joining us. He's he's new to Don and Marco, but he's not new to Liquor Talk. He's been on a couple of episodes. He's the man of BOJ Radio. It's Mr. Juggy holding it down in St. Pete. How you doing today, my brother? What's that? Duval County Finest right here, ready to mash with the fellas. Let's do it. Oh, wait, you in Duval? Duval. You know what it yes, is? My, are you, my are brother's you from Duval. Duval. Huh? I used to live in Duval. You just live in Duval? What side of town you was on? The south side, where the white side. Oh, I see. I can't even. I, I can't <laughs> even North side. I, I got a really, I got a really good reason now. I, you know, safety. It, I can understand. I'm, I'm sure it's good. It's just, I, it's like a different city over there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different city on that side. Yes, it is it's definitely a different city. Um, I visited my mother a couple of times. She's found Southside, but I, I drove through Northside a couple of times because I got homies there, and you're right. It is definitely a different city. I don't know why cities are like that nowadays. But, ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all are ready to hear us guys chop it up today. We're going to start off like this. Fellas, where you at mentally? What is your mental state of mind at today? Mm. Today, I'm Gucci. Man. Um, today, today I, I am great. Today I did a self care <laughs> Sunday. I went on a little hike. Um, woke up, rolled a nice little blunt, had some mimosas, um, and now I'm at happy hour with the guys. So 
Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, same, same here. My Sunday is a couple of days ago wasn't so great, but I'm over here vacationing, seeing some friends slash family, and now I'm out here with y'all. So I'm rolling up a little J. <laughs> they couldn't get any better than me. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't even lie. I was in a bad space a couple weeks ago, but um, I had to dig deep. And, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do as a man on a daily basis. And mm-hmm. I'm thankful for where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So that leads us to today is just, I just enjoyed the sunshine, man. Enjoyed the little small things yeah. that life has to offer. Yes, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, I was at work and just enjoying the sunshine, just enjoying people being out. I've never seen people so damn happy to be out at a bar wasting money. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm just sitting up there observing. I'm like, y'all are crazy. You got a really valid point. I just went to the bar for the first time on Friday, just trying to get used to the new normal. And um, yeah, I don't think I can ever get used to it. I'm, this whole mask shit ain't for me. Yes. Yeah, it's it's definitely a different vibe. But what I noticed here, like up here over in Vegas, like because people were so thirsty to get out, like everybody's in a good ass mood. People are just speaking to you. Hey, how you doing? Like everybody's just so grateful to be outside again. So I do appreciate that. Like it's like it seems like the collective is kind of just like grateful right now, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. They don't really seem too crazy, especially with everything going on. Like up here, I feel like everybody's just like taking a deep breath. So. I can appreciate it because it's been rocky for us. Yes, it's been very rocky. I've 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 to a point where I gotta de- detox from social media because it seems like every day I get I get on there, it's another new hashtag, another yeah. new justice for song. So I'm like, when is this shit gonna stop? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's gonna stop. You know, I think it's not. It's, it's we have to draw the line in the sand. You know what I'm saying? It and we're at the point where. Is are we gonna, you know, allow them to do this, or are we gonna say enough is enough? And I really think we at that point, you know, as a country, um, as a black, as far as the black community is concerned, um, I just think we had enough. Um, There's yeah. just only so much that you could take, even as a peaceful group of people. Um, and we at that point where it's like, look, we're not gonna put up with this no more. And I'm glad. I'm kind of glad. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I definitely agree. I knew I knew it was coming. Sooner or later, we were going to rise up. But the one thing I can respect is the other races of people that are joining in of that are like, hey, we in this with y'all. And I, I can also respect the fact that we got other countries around here making a statement right. saying that enough's enough. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm saying to myself, you know shit that got bad when NASCAR of all sports, wow. they like, mm-hmm. okay, enough's enough. I'm like, damn, not yeah. NASCAR. You know what it is? I think that um, this might be a little off base, but I feel like uh, Trump <laughs> being in office has kind of almost been a blessing in disguise for black people because he's pissed off so many other people, like other countries and other mm-hmm. demographics that they're like, you know what? We getting behind y'all because we got to get this nigga out of here. So I think like him being such an ass, like all the other countries are getting behind us. Like it's about to be like a real revolution because like he's just pissed off so many people, you know, they jumping on the right side of things now. So I think, like, he's done a lot, but the best thing he did was, you know, shed light on who has our back and who doesn't, you know? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I agree with that because now I'm looking on social media, I'm looking all over the news. Racists are just getting exposed. It's like, now your yep. businesses are just... I'm like, I did not know how many racist people uh, were behind these companies. Now I'm like, damn. 
Yeah, every company, <laughs> damn near. I mean, that's what that's why we need America. this. Like you need everything to kind of implode. You got to blow the shit up because all y'all on the same team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now it's coming to the light. Yep. It's crazy, guys. It's definitely crazy. So, so what do y'all think about when y'all see these just racist people just being exposed? Because I was like, damn. I was like, I'm happy in a way because now I don't have to spend my money with them. But now I'm like, are you serious? You really felt this way all this time? Well, why the hell didn't it come out sooner? Um, like I said, I think that Trump is just like people and the people that never spoke up before now I feel like they have to and the people that you know are emboldened by him I like I said I appreciate it I want my racism to my face <laughs> I don't want to have to guess I don't want to have to be supporting you and then now mm-hmm. I know you don't support me like I appreciate racism directly not backhanded not yep. you know what I mean so I like I said your red hat on to be proud so I know who the fuck you are so I know how to move around you you know yeah I don't need no I don't need nobody hiding my face but, you know, I races on the back end. I think it's worth noting too, during this discussion, that we realize as a collective body that we had no humanity to other groups of people. Mm-hmm. When you think about the fact that people would rather defend a target, which can be replaced by a multi-billion-dollar multinational corporation, mm-hmm. can replace that building. But people would rather defend that specific store over an actual human who lost their life or humans, I should say, who lost their lives. I think that that's incredible. Yeah. Think about there's a large portion of the country who feels like we don't deserve our humanity. I mean, I think that's very telling about the society that we live in. Hence the protests. So Um, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but I saw a statistic that said Michael Vick did more time in jail for uh, his dog killing uh, debacle than any police officer that's killed a black person in the past like 10 years. He did more yeah. time than any of the people that have killed a black person combined. Like, if you think about it, they, they get like the shortest sentence. If you get sentenced, it's a short ass sentence. But I didn't know it was that extreme. So that tells you right there, our humanity means nothing. Like, the dogs meant more to them than we do. Exactly. And also, did you know that there are still some people to this day that still haven't forgiven Michael Vick for that dog fighting situation? Oh, yeah. When all he did was give nope. them to give these people the money. I'm like, it's been all those years. The man did his time. He came mm-hmm. out and spoke against it. He worked his ass off of Peter. So why can't y'all just drop it? But they expect us to just drop slavery. Right. Like that didn't happen. Right. Yeah. Right. Michael Vick's prayer was never the same. It really wasn't. Yeah. It's, it's, yes, it's frustrating. You no, know? I just need all my protesters out there to keep keep the march on. I need y'all to have this same energy in November when it comes time to vote because we got to get this orange motherfucker out of office. I'm sorry. And we need to also, ed- we need to be educated on who we're voting for. Let's yes, vote that too. For people to get out of the office because I you know, people just vote. I mean, the person that's opposing Trump is the same person during his campaign recently said, oh, the police officers should just shoot the protesters in the leg. Don't kill them. Just shoot them in the leg. You know, so at the same time, oh, goodness. he has 
at least one level, one significant level of intelligence versus the current president who apparently can't read, who apparently can't write. Every statement he makes is fabricated. Politico has him at over 40,000 lies told since day one he's been in office. I, I just think as bad as Biden is, and clearly protesting is much more effective, but we still need to get that guy out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, Joe Biden is... It's a whole nother story. We'll make sure he does his his minimum bid of four years, and then we're going to get somebody much better after that. Hey, I'll probably be in my forties by then. Good lord! <laughs> but we'll make sure we'll make sure that he's he only does one bid because he's. Oof! It makes me think about Obama, man. If he was yeah, a we took president, Obama for granted. Barack Obama, and he's saying the things that he said. He was just. That wolf in sheep's clothing rears his head once again in politics, but man, yeah. yes, it it really did. Wolf shoot, it did show his head, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is liquor talk, the guys only round. So if you haven't done so already, go ahead and pull you up some liquor because the more liquor you drink, the better this podcast is gonna sound. So, ladies and gentlemen, and also shout out again, once again, shout out to all my fathers out there, and also shout out to all the frontline workers out there. Now, speaking of which, what are y'all feelings on the COVID? Because you see a, not a lot of people are taking it seriously now, now that some states are starting to reopen. What are y'all thoughts on the whole COVID madness? Um, <laughs> my experience with COVID has went um, down the drain. Um, I don't believe in it, but I do think it's something. Um, and I actually just got back from St. Louis. There were people in the airport not wearing masks, no gloves, TSA not wearing masks. There was not any, um, not as much plastic gear between, you know, like most of the restaurants and stuff. So I don't know if they were just building it up and they didn't get, you know, the um, email, but it just wasn't, it just didn't present to me like these niggas cared. And also my flight was packed as hell. So if it was that serious, y'all would have spread everybody out and made sure y'all had planes coming back to back to back mm-hmm. versus just trying to pack up a plane and just trying to get these people out of there. Yes. Yes, that's crazy. Um, and I, so, go ahead. So my experience with COVID has been very interesting. I'm blessed. Uh, I had employment that we were, had the option to go home even though it was very late to COVID. You still got to go home, which I think is a big deal. The biggest thing is how many people think that COVID-19 is a conspiracy? They go into stores with their children. They don't wear masks. They violate personal space ethics. They wear their Make America Great Again hats. Uh, and they populate restaurants. Mm-hmm. And bars and I, I just can't help but think that at this point it must be natural selection going on fellas because you just cannot be this unintelligent with a global pandemic and you <laughs> won't even take the common decency of getting a mask a cloth mask to put over your face mm-hmm. when you're around other people mm-hmm. it's extremely selfish 
Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. I, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, yo. I want to piggyback on that. You got um I'm definitely a mask wearer. Um I don't know like as far as like the depth of COVID because I don't trust anything the government tells us, but I do know people personally that have passed away from something they're just saying it's COVID. Um but I know them personally and they're gone, you know, so I know that those people really did pass away. Um so I'm just taking all my precautions, but uh, my friend, none of my friends are on this trip. They're all just like, we ain't wearing no mask, we ain't doing that. And I, it's fine. Like, I'm not here to judge nobody either way. But I do feel like even if it's nothing, would it kill you to be a little bit cleaner? You know, step back a little bit. Get off my back. Like, give me six feet. You know, like, use some hand sanitizer. Like, we'll, at least we'll be healthier regardless of what happens. But that's the way I'm looking at it. Like, I don't think it'll hurt to just follow the rules, whether you believe it or not. So I'm not, like, always wearing them all the time. But, you know, I put a mask on if they ask me. I I just try and, you know, abide by the rules because I don't know what's happening, but I know something is. Um, mm-hmm. I also want to say, I don't want to know if I say this out loud. I don't want to get your podcast pulled, Victor, but uh, I'm going to sell y'all. Not some conspiracy shit, but I got a friend who's a frontline worker. She works, she's a good job at a hospital. She's not a nurse worker. She works somewhere in administrative or whatever. And she said that since, she tweeted that uh, since uh, the so- nation's opened back up, they got like, 400 something new cases at her hospital of COVID. She's in Orlando. Um, and so then she tweeted that her boss called her like an hour later. Her boss from her job, like at the hospital. Like she tweeted randomly. Somebody saw it, reported it, and her boss called her and said, uh, delete that. Don't don't say anything else about that. Made her sign this whole document. Like, so they were trying to keep the numbers back for a reason. So something is going on. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know what it is, but this is a personal friend of mine. This just happened a couple of weeks ago. Like she was told to keep her mouth shut about what the numbers oh. were over there. So something going on, y'all. Do what you want with that. But I definitely agree. I definitely feel like something is going on. I feel like somebody's not telling us something. Exactly. Like, how in the world y'all got all these cases now popping up? And then I also heard something about they were fabricating the numbers. At first they were saying it was COVID. They weren't really checking people. It was COVID. So it's like was so somebody right. lying. Been... Either it is COVID, it's not, and they're not reporting the fact that there've been cures that people have been getting cured from it. It's like it's yeah, crazy. Something is a... So with that smoke, that's fire. I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, let me just everybody just be smart, you know, do what's best for you. It's it's yeah. funny because on the other side of that spectrum, I believe that there was a um, a scientist or a statistician that worked for the state of, it was either Florida or Georgia, and they were telling her to fabricate those numbers. Mm. And I really think that based on the way the federal government does things, they say they hate socialism, they say they hate um, entitlements, right? Because we have a Republican-controlled mm-hmm. Senate. So they hate spending money. They want to cut everything that can possibly be cut and then some. So I really think, you know, when they, you look at these hospitals and also have friends in the medical industry and they're saying we don't have PPE, we don't have the basic protections to treat these people who actually have been confirmed to seriously be sick with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I really don't think the federal government, they're really trying to, I feel like they're trying to use this to thin out the population. I, I do really too. Do. Because if they don't want to pay you know, to go to other countries and say, hey, we, we're 
in major crisis? Can you guys send us some equipment? If they're not willing to do that just so that the hospitals can have bare bone supplies, I, I mean, man. Yeah. We got to get these we got to look at these companies' leaderships and, and make some tough decisions. That's exactly right. It's not even really hard to, like, think about. Like, think about the most powerful country in the world, the richest country in the world, but y'all can't afford to test everybody. Y'all can't afford to get supplies to the hospitals. Y'all don't know what's happening, but I don't think it's, 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 it's a control thing. Like, my job was so prepared for this. They called and laid everybody off in, like, 24 hours. Of, you know what I mean? Like, it was just they knew what was up. Like, they trying to just did it out, like you said. Mm. taking forever to get stimulus checks out y'all y'all got the money like what is this you know what i mean like it's on purpose for real to me the one thing i've learned about our government that's like they have the money for things they want they want to be like oh we can drop a stimulus check oh we can do this you know you know they got money to pay all these other countries all these groups of people they did wrong except us black folks so it's like y'all got the money, but y'all just y'all very selective on what y'all want to spend it on. Y'all want to spend the money on the gut on the military, but don't want to spend the money on people here. So it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy how um they're so damn selective of what the hell they want to spend the money on. It, it's like I said, um I really think that's it don't make sense, y'all, but we just got to keep persevering and keep pushing through it, you know what I'm saying? Because hopefully something good will come out of this. What? I don't know. But moving on, fellas. Now, I don't know if y'all saw the video of what B. Simone talked about, how she won't date somebody nine to five. I've seen that. And mm-hmm. it's like that video has uh, swept and now everybody's talking about, oh, she's canceled. My qu- My first question is, since when do we cancel people just because they have standards? And why are we getting mad with somebody because they have standards? Well, that's cancel culture in general. Like, it's just ridiculous to me. It's like, <laughs> you canceling people for an opinion. You know what I mean? It's just like, did she punch a baby in the face? Like, did I miss something? Like, what is, what's the big deal? Like, whether you agree or not, like, I think people are doing a lot. But I do understand how people took what she said. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I don't know. It's I'm tired. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Definitely. I think um, I'm real tired with that. Definitely tired. Um, I mean, she has an opinion. If she don't want to date a nigga that work a nine to five, she ain't got to date a nigga that work nine to five. That's her opinion. That's her belief. She want to manifest that. Um, so, I mean, she was already canceled when she went to her platform and spoke about all lives matter and all that other bullshit. Yeah, so, that was worse. I'm, I'm not no longer supporting her. <laughs> so, uh, it's funny because I, you know what I'm saying, I looked at this whole situation with someone. So, what do we have here, right? We got 29-year-old light-skinned woman who is a millionaire, right? And she is following the typical trope of what millionaires Mm -hmm. do. In this country, in modern day, she takes somebody else's uh, idea, uses it to make a whole bunch of money through her platform. She makes some ignorant comments because she's a celebrity, not a role model. Mm -hmm. Uh, The issue that we're spending on B. Simone at this point, you know, some of the comments that she's made now and in the past, 
Let her be, man. Yeah. yeah. She's not an entertainer. She, she's not somebody that's supposed to be purported to lead the community into infinity and beyond with Buzz Lightyear. Hey. She's an entertainer, <laughs> and she's capitalized on it. To make money good for her, you know, look, she's wrong for what she did. She's wrong for what she says. But at the end of the day, people are canceling her like she's uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey or something like you, that. Like she's, you want to know, she's a social media star, which is great. She made money off of it. Great. Let's leave it at that. I think one thing we have to stop doing, um, especially me as an individual, I mean, I speak for everybody, but um, stop expecting these celebrities and influencers to do stuff for their platform for us when they're not on the same level, um, whether that's mentally or however we think about it, um, because they're still, they still have to live and they mm-hmm. still have opinions. So we need to stop reaching out to them, asking them to stand behind us because as we see that they're not. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I think that we look to celebrities. So you you got a platform. You need to speak out. I said it on my show last week. Everybody don't need to speak out. If that's not your strong suit, keep your mouth closed. I feel like all mm-hmm. Simone did these past three interviews that got her in trouble is she is just, it's like, stop talking. Hush. Nothing is wrong with your opinion. But there's nothing. But when you come out so boldly and so proudly, it's like you got to say something. You know what I mean? People are going to take it and run with it and do what they want with it. Like, if you, speaking is not your strong suit, sell your money into a charity, do something else, like, use your way. But we want all these celebrities to speak out and say something. And then when they speak out, like Trina did, and yeah, it sounds crazy, but it's like, you know, we don't need to look to them. They're entertainers. They entertain. Like, we need to be asking politicians to speak up. People that, you know what I mean? Like, keep people in their place. Because, you know, we disappointed every single time. Like, these rich people ain't got nothing to say to us that are gonna, they, they can't relate from this point, this side of the fence anymore. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like Lil Wayne, they try to come for Lil Wayne so many times. He's always says ignorant stuff. <laughs> and it's like, that nigga don't know. Like, stop asking him. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's I Lil Wayne. Like what it, you expected? <laughs> exactly. I feel like with people, it's the nature of the beast. You got to think, who am I asking this to? You got to think, because not every celebrity and every billionaire or millionaire has some intelligence. So you need to talk to people who have intelligence. And I definitely agree with what you were saying about um, stop expecting celebrities to speak out, you know what I'm saying? Because I was saying that during this whole Black Lives Matter movement. I'm like, y'all looking to these people to speak out. You don't know how they feel in their heart, you know what I'm saying? If it's in their heart, yeah. they'll do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, like I said, maybe speaking's not their strong point. Maybe they will just mm-hmm. donate or something. And like I said, it's it's crazy. But, um, but getting back to B. Simone's comments, though, it's okay to have a standard. Um, if that's what she chooses to miss out on, that's what she chooses to miss out on, you know? Uh, but it's like, it is what it is because I I know a lot of people that work nine to fives because what people don't realize is you use that nine to five to fund your dream until you can get to that point where you can walk away from your nine to five. So Correct. don't be like B. Simone by knocking somebody's nine to five because you don't know what that person is mm-hmm. going through. Because at least they're not at home just being a bum, not really doing nothing with their lives, you know what I'm saying? Because you got some people Right, like but there's some people that work nine-to-fives that are millionaires as well. You know what I mean? Like, I think she was saying nine-to-five as if it was, like, fast food workers or something like that. And that's what everybody took offense to, because she said it, like, with, like, kind of disgust. I, you can't work nine-to-five. Like, it's a bad thing. And it's like, 
Do you know a nine to five is not literally nine o'clock in the morning to five p.m. It's like a job that's hourly, but that can be people get paid lots mm-hmm. of money to do many different jobs on an hourly wage. So when you say nine to five, that's a you're casting a big net. Um, just kind of an ignorance. So I think that's why a lot of people are just kind of like, wait, what do you mean? You know, um, we live in this new world of like entrepreneur, be my own boss mindset, which I'm an entrepreneur, so I get it. But I think mm-hmm. she, it comes off real pompous to people and real stank kind of, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I, I'm, I, I work for me. I do this, I do that. And it's like, you didn't always do that. And we kind of got you here. So how about you just be happy over there and be quiet. Like, don't come out talking about what you want, what you don't want, because it just feels like you're shitting on people that choose you know what i mean yeah. somebody's dream job could mm-hmm. be a nine to five it doesn't mean you're just because you're not you know you're not living your dream job if you're working nine to five like that could be your dream like who's to say i don't know and real quickly here from a beast just from b simone's perspective right on not dating anybody that has a nine to five if we look at it from her perspective right well now she she has some bread some real bread right she's as somebody who's that young like it's going to be hard for her to settle with somebody who's still doing a nine to five because she's not at that stratosphere anymore. So for her specifically, it makes sense that she doesn't want somebody like that because she can probably make her own schedule. She's on TV shows. She's trying to do a little foray into music, et cetera, et cetera. She's past the phase where she can do that. And that's great. It's great that she feels that way. However, when other people interview and ask her, oh, what should you get? Or what should the gender population of women get? And then tell them, you know, that they should not get a person that works nine to five, especially if most of the people listening is black. <laughs> That's kind of dangerous because if you ain't working a nine to five for you black, that either means one or two things. You got a successful business, which is great. It's still a minority. Or are you doing mm-hmm. stuff on the streets? Okay. That's legal. And that's a short Unless I'm mistaken. Maybe there's something going on I don't know about. But as far as I know, nine to five means that you're legal dealing. Right, right. Yes, that, that's that. Yeah, that's you did. You hit the nail on the point there. It's like, and she got to realize that who her following is. And also, what people also need to stop doing is hold on to every word of these celebrities. It's like, just take what you can get from them and just move on. Just agree with them on some things and disagree with them on other yeah. things. Just support crazy. their craft at this point. So, just don't even listen to them. Yeah, I think it's easier for me to stomach that with people. I, I don't get so turned off. Of, I My dream is to work in like like PR for like, you know, a celebrity and artist, things like that. I always see things from like a marketing or PR standpoint and I'm like, okay, you're just using your words really bad here. I know exactly what you mean, but there's nobody around you that's like telling you what to do. You know what I mean? Like nobody's writing up a statement for you to say you just talking and you sound ignorant. And that's the thing. I was like, she just needs somebody, just a better PR person. This just sounds really bad, but it's no harm, no foul. You know what I mean? Like, we have bigger issues at hand than B. Simone right now, is all yeah. I'm going to say. Like, yes, I definitely don't support agree her if you don't want um, to. <laughs> now, speaking, please don't. Period. Please don't. If you're not going to support somebody, just don't support mm-hmm. them. It just, period, call today. Speaking of PR, I'm glad you said you wanted to get into PR. Because I got a PR question for you, and we can float this out to everybody. What are y'all thoughts on all of these companies? Now, all of a sudden, they dropping these statements about Black Lives Matter and how they stand in solidarity. Do you think they mean that for real, or are they just saying that so they don't lose the Black dollar? What are y'all thoughts? Whew. So, for me, 
there's three parts to this. Number one, as somebody who's been actively uh, writing about protests since I've been in college 10 years ago, I think that it's really important that companies know that. It's important that non-Black people see Black Lives Matter. This is wrong. We stand beside our Black or African-American colleagues. It's very important for non-Black people to see that because white people don't got to deal with this on a daily basis. A lot of them are oblivious because they have whatever they have on their plate. They don't have time to worry about that. The other part of it is, well, you know, as a company, you know, you know, Jewish and Chinese people call black people liquid money. You want some quick cash? Learn mm. how to market to black people. They'll fill up your real quick to make investments in other ventures that are going to really take you over the mountaintop. That's why you see so many of them in our community. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, they have to save face. And I can give shout outs to companies like Ben and Jerry's. You know what I'm saying? That really seem to care about this. And there's some other companies as well that do seem to be genuinely saying, hey, you know what? We got to do something. But, you know, and then the third part is, well, you know, you're going to have people that co-op. You're going to have people that say, well, we got to make it look like we at least care for the time being because, you know, we're going to get outed. We can't afford to do those lawsuits. Um, we can't afford to have our the value of our stock plummet already plummeted after COVID-19, companies are already on the brink, they don't really have a choice because only you make up 13% of population, but guess what? Our spending power is like 46th in the world. So they really got to be careful how they move right now. And I think the protest should continue. The marathon should continue, but let me get off my Mojo Jojo <laughs> monologue and let the other folks. <laughs> um, so I... It's very conflicting. Um, I know some companies that I personally have worked for, and this is a personal experience, have said statements out, and that's just their company value. So I was waiting for them to speak out. And then there was other companies that I've worked for, and they haven't said shit. So, um, for example, like Starbucks, you know, like about 2016, the gentleman was sitting in the Starbucks in Philadelphia. All he was doing was waiting for his friend. He got kicked out, called the police, and all this other shit. Okay, Black Lives Matter. Okay, oh, yeah. 2020. Now your employees cannot wear Black Lives Matter because you're not profiting off of it. So what they did, Starbucks created Black Lives Matter shirt, and then their employees can wear it that way versus supporting a black business. Mm. And that's where Starbucks got everything fucked up at. Because... Like, you, how are you going to be for a movement, but then you want to profit off the movement mm -hmm. because it's convenient for you? Yeah. Like, it's, it, mm. it's not a, it's, it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. Like, I'm lost for words. Like, it's ridiculous. I think you said it right. I agree with both of y'all. Um, I think it's very layered, but because on the one hand, whether it's genuine or not, um, it's helpful in a little bit because at least the word is being spread. So that somebody that is genuine with it will see that. And you know what I mean? Like we talked on my show, we talked about it because Nicki Minaj had put a post up that was very poorly worded. You could tell it was just thrown together, you know, to say something. <laughs> and um, I was like, you know what? She's still Nicki Minaj. So even if she, her heart wasn't in it, 
it's still going to reach millions of eyes. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. We need everyone that we, we can take right now. But I think it's really easy to see through who's genuine and who's not. Like, Starbucks, we've been saw y'all. But, like, mm. who Target not only came out um, saying, fuck the stores up, we ain't tripping, you know what I mean? And not so many words. They were just like, do what you got to do. Like, we understand. They also put kits together. They had people out there passing out kits for the protesters. Like, they did something. You know what I mean? Jeff Bezos from Amazon, like, they were making kits for people. He got, he was in the Instagram comments, you know, cussing people out. Like, people that don't have to do anything are doing it. You know what I mean? So, I can tell who was genuine and who's not. So, it is what it is. But, yeah, you know, they're going to try and get on the right side of the dollar for sure. Because, mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I can tell the companies that are genuine and I can respect them. And I can also respect the, the ones that I weren't expecting. Like the video game companies, they yeah. come down and say that. So I'm like, wow. And then what, what made me laugh is seeing all the angry gamers like, oh, I can't support this product. I'm like, that just mm-hmm. shows me what your heart is. You know what I'm saying? You want to come out and say, oh, you can't support them because they coming out and saying, no, we, we support, we stand solid with the black community. That's just big mm-hmm. respect, you know what I'm saying? It's sad that some come, some people feel that way. I'm like, I really like what you said about the liquid money thing with the black reference. I never heard that before, but man, that is so real. <laughs> because I was thinking about that too. See, I heard, see, I heard that reference. Um, me and Juggy must have been thinking on the same because I was, I was thinking about that too. Because us black folks are definitely liquid money because we get it and we we spend it so fast, but. Our generation, if you're hearing this, ladies and gentlemen, our generation has to be the generation that changes this. So well, we're we're starting to invest mm-hmm. our own money into our businesses and starting businesses for ourselves right. and marketing for ourselves because we know we're gonna suspend because black folks might talk about black owned companies, but they don't yeah. spend that. Well money think about it. What you said, the Come liquid money now. thing. So the, think about like the hood. What's in the hood? We got uh, beauty supply shops. Yeah. We got Dollar Generals, Dollar Stores. We got liquor stores. Have has any major company, mm-hmm. ABC Liquor, you know, uh, Family Dollar, Dollar General, any beauty supply? Have has anybody like in those kind of helms said anything? You know what I mean? Like corner store. Mm-mm. I noticed them Arabs have said none, and nothing. Them you know what I mean? So it's just like no, no, that no, just no. tells you a lot right there. So like you see who's doing something and who's not. Like they're just in our community, just getting our money, and we just. We need but them. I digress. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um... No, it's a conversation we can have about how we need was... to buy back the block. Because yeah. I remember when Rick Ross came out with that song. That song's still relevant, and it's like. A lot of conscious rappers, when they get on their conscious mode, they tell you things, you know what I'm saying? It's like Jay-Z be telling you things, too. Rick Ross, too. And it's like, you, we need to be listening to them for those bars where they be dropping knowledge and stuff listening for mm-hmm. the bars where they be messy. So, Like I said, you know, earlier during my comments, you know, if we were to make it a priority to be Black before, or excuse me, spend Black before we do anything else, mm-hmm. we would bankrupt mm-hmm. a lot of companies because, you know, if we look at, you know, our outliers, you look at our Jay-Z's, you look at our Beyonce's, look at our Oprah's. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a CEO of the Black Neck Order just got created. We have so many luminaries that have learned the system. 
if we're able to do that on a mass scale without getting our countries wiped out, mm-hmm. like Tulsa and uh, Philadelphia back in the 70s, if we're, they were able to allow us to flourish, we would be extremely well, see, powerful. That's, that's we would be a force to be reckoned with. They know. We that's would the have thing, though. See, I feel like now. we need to take a leadership and mobilization, but a real plan because we've tried. It's not a new concept, right? We did this in New York. And what happened? Had our own space, making our own money, wiped out. Now with Central Park, we bring up Tulsa. Had uh, yeah. 200 businesses over in Tulsa. Black Wall Street doing our own economy, being like, we'll stay separate. Y'all got it. Separate but equal. We'll make our own over here. It gets bombed and burned down. So it's, we can't, obviously, we can't just do it that way again because obviously nobody stepped up to put it together. We got to like find some kind of way to mobilize. You know what I mean? We can't just repeat the same mistake again, but they're not going to let us just take it that easy. We have too much spending power. So I don't know if it's got to be another country, if we got to just go somewhere else, but I just don't think that here is going to work out that way. And that's why you, the Jay-Z's and Beyonce's and, you know, the big people that have the money and stuff, they can do what they can, but people look to them like, they should be doing more. And it's like, once you make that money, it's kind of easier just to go with the program a little bit because it's hard to get up there. Be complicit in the system that exists. But I'm up here now. I worked hard to get here. I one person can't save everybody. It's gonna take everybody banding together. But they don't. They don't let us do that. So it all starts with us. Of course, of course, they're not gonna let us do that because they know we'll be too powerful. And also, in getting us to leave might be too hard because you have some people that are coons that are just like, oh, they're okay with it. I'm just gonna call it what it is. But you have some people that. Are, they're blind to it. They're oblivious to it. If I'm like, I look at them, I mm-hmm. say, look, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're going to leave their asses. Yeah, that's exactly what we need to do. We definitely need to leave them. We definitely need to spin black. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't get nothing from this podcast, I hope y'all are out here researching your black-owned companies. Honestly, I'm looking at Tampa. I'm like, all I need is a black-owned grocery store. Mm-hmm. I need and a, some more things. So, ladies and gentlemen, black-owned. Um, yeah, what's up? Dispenser. Amen. So. <laughs> I need oh, a black-owned liquor store too. Shit. Because these white people get on my money. Black. I need a. I need a black-owned website like Amazon. Shit. Because I'm. I'm tired of making they, Jeff. Oh yeah, Jeff. He's about to be a trillionaire. But goddamn. There's called, it's called uh, webuyblack.com. Okay. I'll check it out. Got Ooh, thank yep. you. Yep. I've been on there many times. I got one of their shirts. It's a it's a great organization. They have uh they have a, a mm-hmm. convention in Atlanta every year. Uh, they have a lot of different kind of products and they're always adding. They got a distribution center now, which is very important. So, y'all should definitely check that out on your your own time. And, and it's called- Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And it's called WeBuyBlack.com? Yeah, WeBuyBlack.com. Okay. Hopefully they get an app soon, right. too. Thank y'all for that. So, you got, we got Juneteenth coming up next Friday, fellas. Oh, so, yes. You Juneteenth. Know, and it's, it's time to, you know, we saying we're going to do stuff. You know, there's a lot. Of, I know there's a lot of stuff going on where I live. I'm sure every major city around the country, especially black cities like uh, Philly and Atlanta, um, you know, there's a lot of big events going on. Um, so you guys that are listening, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you make that a priority next Friday. You know, some companies like Nike, I know mm-hmm. they made it a holiday, even a nat- you know, an annual holiday. 
I know Nike and Twitter did. Those are some very big organizations. Yeah. So we're getting the traction that we need. Let's do it. Yes. Also, I do want to say quickly, salute, shout out, happy Juneteenth. I hope everybody celebrates it. Turn up for it. I hope y'all turn up for it, ladies and gentlemen, because Juneteenth is a major holiday. Don't know about it. Go ahead and look it up for the people. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Look at Talk, the guys only round. If you don't know, now you now know. You know. I hope y'all done pulled you up some liquor. You know what I'm saying? Because it's time for us to proceed to give you what you need. We've been doing that the whole episode. Now we're really going to give it to you. It's our main topic of this episode. And we're going to pick it back up off of the last guys only episode, which we dealt with mental health. Now we're going to take it a step further. How does mental health play a role in mm. relationships? Oof. Victor. Oof. Damn. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> come, on, come on, fellas. <laughs> I mean, I, this is how I feel about mental health and relationships. When you go into a relationship, right, you have all these different shades of yourself. And you probably only show that significant other maybe two of the 20 sides of yourself that exist. And then over the course of time, they find out the other people, there's always some that remain hidden in the back that we don't like telling about people because, you know, we don't like going to therapy. We don't like talking to, talking to psychiatrists. It's not popular to go to rehab. It's not popular for us to talk to uh, somebody professional about the issues that we have. So we keep it pent up. <laughs> like like a uh, 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 a balloon, a volcano that has rocks over it, and eventually it's just going to explode in the atmosphere and block out the sun. You can only keep this stuff in for so long before it affects your physical health. I, I mm-hmm. mean, we got to start talking. Got to be learn how to communicate effectively, man. Because we're I can say this for a fact, man. The way sometimes that black men treat black women, we got to do better. Yes, we, we come do. in here. We know that we don't really want to be in a relationship. We got side chicks A through C. Uh, that's very hurtful, man. And I think, you know, we just need to be able to be in a place that before we even get in a relationship, do we know what being in a relationship means? I think it's really important. I think a lot of people be in a relationship just because it's convenient at that moment. But that's not what relationships is really for. So when it comes to mental health, do we even know what a relationship is before we start talking about getting mm-hmm. before we start talking about mental health? Do we know what that means before we get there. Because if you don't and you put somebody through that, that's going to start mm-hmm. up the rest of your life. Yes. And then it's also going to come back on you as well in the future because. It's going to come back on you. It might not come back on you the next one, but it's going to come back on you when you least expect it. Because you might be, I don't know, it, it's, I've seen it happen before. Bad things happen to people that screw up good people. So it's like you you hit, hit me on the head. It's like you got to know what it means to be in a relationship before you can uh, adapt that mental aspect. And I do agree, us black men, we definitely have got to get better because – if we don't, we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing a lot of swirling. And I'm like I said, I'm just saying that I'm you know, because I'm I'm saying that because I'm tired of seeing it. So I need our mm-hmm. black men to step I up agree. and get better. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, I definitely agree with um, both of you guys. Um, mental health plays a tremendous role in relationships with me. Um, that's one of like five of the first questions I asked. Do you have a therapist? Like, how are you doing mentally? How do you manage your mental stress? Like, cause you, one, I don't want to step in a space that I'm not comfortable in, but then also I don't want you to be in a space where it's supposed to be comfortable for me and you coming with all this extra baggage and that's on friendships and relationships. Um, but um, it's important to talk to people. Mm -hmm. um, I actually recently just started therapy last year, like on a normal schedule basis. And the best relationship is with yourself, like just learning and figuring shit out. So don't be scared to talk to people about what's going on in your head. You never know what you discover. Mm -hmm. um, I agree with both of y'all. Um, it's major for mm -hmm. me. Um, I, like Marco, about a year ago or so, is when I started like my therapy journey and going through that, I was able to get therapists and a psychiatrist and get like a diagnosis for the things that I do. You know what I mean? And for some people, like it's just words, but when somebody can tell you, Oh, you are suffering from this, you have this, you know what I mean? And this behavior leads to this, this, and this. And then you're talking to your therapist about it. And just over time, you think of all the times where you acted out in that way, it might not be the way you thought it was. So I'm thinking like, um, you know, it took a lot to get me to this point because, you know, you grow up thinking, you know, therapy, we don't need it. You know, you don't want to sound crazy or whatever. But um, me going through therapy, I had to reach back out to old exes and, like, send some messages mm -hmm. out. Like, hey, I'm really sorry about this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> like, because I think, I mean, hurt people hurt people, right? You don't even know that you're hurting people sometimes because you don't know that you're hurting. So, like, until I started sweeping around my yeah. own door, I was like, oh, I'm really messed up in these kind of ways oh shit i was talking to so-and-so this time oh dang i was doing you know what i mean all these things start coming up and you realize that you really were wrong and you didn't even know your behavior was wrong until somebody called you out your therapist so i've had to reach back out to people and apologize for things that you know to clear the air for stuff where i thought i was right and it was like i was really wrong so um yeah i think therapy is the best possible thing for everybody um because i don't even know if you can find the true person for you until you are where you be mentally but most people don't know that they're sick. Mm -hmm. So who knows how many people never meet their true, you know, soulmate or love or whatever. They just end up with whoever they end up with because, you know, y'all just together, hurting together, not talking about nothing. Both of y'all just, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just feel like there's so much more on the other side once you start clearing out your closet and your mental and all that. So I want us to do more of that. Yes. Yes, I definitely agree. We definitely need to close the clear closet, clear the air out before you have a clean slate. So that way, this new person, um, you don't take anything on them and they don't take nothing on you. And you just got to be straight up and direct in the talking stage, the talking and dating stage. You ask them, what's what's going on with you? Why are you like this? So that way, you know that. So And also, and it also mm -hmm. shows that you can be a sanctuary for that person because once you're a sanctuary and you can... Um, be that person where they can come to you for that mental space. Oh my God, that's you really got them then. So you really need to invest in clearing your mental state, um, so that way you can be better for you and also for them. Because you never know, they might need that mental person to come in there and listen to them and listen to them and tell them mm -hmm. and help them in areas that um that they may need help. Yeah. In. And I feel like a lot of relationships <laughs> fail because. They miss that mental part. They miss the aspect of mental health because 
Um, they say that women will break up with a man faster than a man will break up with a woman because most women they'll break up with you mentally, mm-hmm. and I've noticed a, that a lot. Um, I like crazy. what you said about that. I think um, we were talking about taking care of yourself first. Um, I think that we so for me going through therapy it's helped me get to know myself better right like i've always done things a certain kind of way never knew why and now that i know why it's like oh i'm getting to know me a lot better now people that don't get to know themselves i think you're in relationships and you're just acting out what you think you should be doing what you saw your parents do what your friends and your relatives whatever it's like oh i'm dating this person so here's our rules here's what it should be instead of like doing what's good what's best for you because you don't know so um I don't know. I think a lot of relationships are like performative. It's like, oh, I got, I'm with you. We together. We're taking selfies on Instagram. Now we're doing the thing. Now we're wearing matching outfits and all this stuff. But are you really happy with that person? Like, do you really feel that connection? Do you even know what you really want? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, ugh. I just, I just think if you at the beginning, at the very beginning, with the relationship and mental health. If at the very beginning, mm-hmm. besides having chemistry, you can have chemistry with a lot of people. But besides having chemistry, if you guys in that first couple months, if you guys can have legitimate conversations about very touchy things, it doesn't have to be about everything all at once, but at least be able to have a mature conversation about it. You know, if you are not able to have that conversation with somebody's 100% closed up, you got to really think about what that's going to mean for your relationship. Because if they've got that pent up where nobody can reach them, they don't talk to anybody about it, they don't have nobody they could trust about whatever that issue happens to be, then you got to think like, well, what is this going to mean for my relationship when, you know, it hits the fan? Is it, are they going to be able to survive that? Are they going to be able to still be able to have a calm, collected head about things. So that's what people got to think about. You know, if you can't talk about the tough stuff with that other person, you know, in any capacity, mm-hmm. you got to check where you're at in that relationship. Yes, that's real. Um, you definitely need to check where you're at because if you, you, you got to talk about things as they mm-hmm. have, not let shit build up because – Sometimes once shit builds up, it just gets to a point of no return. Is because you're gonna say either you're gonna say something hurtful that you're gonna wind up regretting, or they're gonna say something hurtful that you wind up regretting, and then years later they're gonna have to come back to you and be like, "Hey, I'm sorry." No, y'all need to address those things, and if you can't in a calm, cool manner and squash it out like people, then you don't need to be with that person straight up. Because if you're with somebody in a relationship. You with them ride or die. I mean, you gotta be there for everything they need. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta be there. You gotta be there, provider for them, and also they gotta provide for you as well. So, and a lot of relationships they fell in that areas. So, where do y'all think people need to improve in regards to mental health and relationship? Is communicating the main thing? How people improve, or is there other areas that people need to improve in besides communication? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for sure, one avenue is um, having an outlet. So some people go bowling. Some people go for a job. Some people um, draw. Some people go for a swim. It has to be some type of activity that you can do on a regular basis that helps you regulate those negative emotions. 
And a lot of people grow up and they do Mm -hmm. not develop any way to cope with themselves. Mm -hmm. They just keep it pent up and they think that people can't see it. But all you got to do is sit there and pay attention. We get in a relationship at the once you get to know that person, it's very easy to see that there is clearly something bothering them. So you got to develop some type of activity. And again, I haven't gone to therapy myself, so I'm sure the other fellows can attest to, you know, I'm sure that there's activities or or some type of uh, drills or techniques that you can do that Um, will just help keep you sane on a regular basis. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think when I I just want to add to that, I think community, sorry, the communication part you were saying, I think honesty is a big deal. Uh, about what you need, expressing what you need to the other person. Um, speaking for myself, I am a very interesting character, not the easiest to be with um, because of some of my mental stuff. And I'm like kind of a creative. So my brain moves different. There's times where I need my alone time and it's nothing personal. I'm not out creeping. I'm not talking to anybody else. I might just be in my room for three days working on an idea, you know, and I don't want to talk to you right now. Or there's days where I need a lot of attention. Like, stop what you're doing. It's all about me today. You know what I mean? I think there's nothing wrong with being honest about it. But when you aren't honest and you try to fake it and just do whatever, go with the flow and stuff like that, then you end up becoming unhappy. Like, both of y'all should be comfortable being like, hey, we're going to do this together. You need some alone time? Take your time. You want to be able to get, like, if both people are being honest about what the people need, then you can make a better relationship. But I think, again, we kind of just fall into these, like, cookie cutter, like, oh, I guess we should be doing it this way, you know, instead of being honest, and it just kind of leads to dissension. But that's my take. Okay. Um, what you think, Marco? Honesty is number one. Um, for me, it's just like if you're not honest with yourself, how we how are we gonna build together? Mm-hmm. So um, I need you to figure that shit out <laughs> before you come over here. But um, not even for me, but just for yourself. Because if I'm enjoying our company and our space that we're creating, I want the best of you. I don't want to have the scrapes and all the garbage and the trash. I want to see you grow into this amazing person, especially if I'm investing and spending all this goddamn time <laughs> with you. Like... <laughs> So don't don't give me don't give me the <laughs> yes that's real that's real and I'm gonna be here to walk with you every step of the way. Um, I like to hike, um, so when I need alone time, I'll go on a hour drive, just turn on some music, phone on do not disturb, go on a hike, got a journal and jot some creative ideas down, and then come back to the house. But People know when I'm doing that, don't bother me. Um, I'm not answering no phone calls. I don't care who you are. You got to call like 10 times before you get me mm. to answer. And that's how I know it's an emergency because my self-care is important. I can't always cater to people. I got to cater to It is. Person. It's very important. Like, if you're not taking care of it, then it's going to come out the wrong way, some kind of way. Like I was saying, when I need mm. my alone time, and I've been in relationships before where we're doing stuff and hanging out, and I got an attitude. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Well, well, dang, I don't have, and nothing is wrong. I don't have an attitude with you, but what I probably need is what's one of my recharge days. I probably need to go <laughs> home and chill for a little bit, but I don't know how to communicate that. So here I am doing the thing, mm-hmm. but I'm not really here because I'm not taking care of myself. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to hurt you. It's just, I didn't voice. Exactly. I wasn't honest when I said <laughs> I, I didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? So your self-care is the most important thing. I think it's okay to be selfish in that regard. Like, Listen, 
it is definitely okay to be selfish and tell somebody that, hey, I just need a day or self-care. They understand. I'd rather them just be straight up with me and tell them, hey, I just need a day. I'll check in with you when I'm ready. Um, there ain't no sobbing. I just need a day. I'd rather you do that than us hang out and you just mentally not there or you just have an attitude on your face the whole time like, I don't want to be here. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it screams out in your body language because then that person will start thinking, maybe I'm doing something wrong or maybe or maybe I'm doing, maybe it's something wrong I'm doing or it's just you don't want to be here and you're just not saying it. No. Mm-hmm. We need to get to the point where we're communicating that our self-care, because we got to take care of ourselves, number one, before we take care of anybody else. Let me so tell you. I definitely who all going to be there was a <laughs> Because um, <laughs> who all <laughs> be there when time doesn't start and what we doing? Yeah, I'm gonna just say right here at home. I'm probably gonna lie to these people. Yep, I'm on my way, but I'm not coming. Mm. People know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marco's not going. Like he he's not showing up tonight. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just it just comes with the territory. Like either you know or you don't. <laughs> so. Listen, you bet. I, I guess I'm a little bit better than you because I tell you straight up, you better than me to um ask who are gonna be there. Because personally, if I'm not feeling it, I don't give a damn who though. Obama could be there if I'm not feeling it. I'm gonna be like, look, See, no. the Democrats coming to get you, boy. Hey, look, tell Obama uh, I would be a range. No, I feel that. Look, I'm not feeling it. Wow. <laughs> I. As a person who loved going to different social events and parties and stuff like that, I remember I got to a point where you realize mm-hmm. 98% of these people don't care about you. 98% of these people are using this as a means to cover up things that they should be talking about via their mental health. And once you get to a certain space in life, you just kind of realize, man, Mm-hmm. I think I should really do A, B, and C for myself instead of going mm-hmm. to hang out with everybody else all the time. As a time, once you get to that part in your in your mind where you can mature, you say, yeah, every once in a while, let's, let's go have a good time. But it's when you get to that place where you say, you know what? This weekend, I need to work on this. I need to read this. I need to focus on this. And it does not involve anybody else but yourself. You get to that point where you can be comfortable mm-hmm. doing that. Let me tell you. you feel like you don't miss anything. Yes. Oh, man. This point has taught me how to be a Nirvana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I don't I can't believe I wasn't one. I'm definitely <laughs> an introvert. I like what I'm sorry. I like what you said um, yes. about getting comfortable with yourself and being mm-hmm. able to be not feeling like you're missing nothing because we just had this conversation mm-hmm. today. Um, I, I'm in Vegas with one of my best friends and some other friends from back from back home in Texas. And so um, I have, it's day three and I haven't been drunk yet. <laughs> and, I, and none of us have. And I was like, friend, I was like, remember the first time we came here? We only remember what happened. It was like a whirlwind, like the hangover, literally the movie. Like it was just like that. And that's great mm-hmm. and all. And that's pretty much how my life has kind of been. Like I love, I love the party. I, I work hard and I play harder <laughs> um, previously. <laughs> but the past couple of years, I've been really, you know, taking off of my other career stuff, and it's just I don't really have the time anymore. But I remember back in the day, I used to always think if I missed the club, I was going to miss something major. If I didn't go to this event, I was going to miss something. If I didn't go to this party, I was going to miss something. 
And nowadays it's like you ain't missing a goddamn thing. You wasting time. What you, you get that right notification on the phone? <laughs> right. I said when you get that event bright notification on your phone, and you know it's your favorite <laughs> promotional team doing it big. Oh, y'all take me back to my FAMU days, man. Y'all take me back to my FAMU days, man. Because I everything. used to, I used to be that one that was always at every party. Like they knew I was there, and I was like, I, but then after a while, me now I'm like, shit. Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, I'm home. I'm home chilling. I don't even feel like going out to E Boy City now because. Partying and stuff, it comes. It's like you've been there, you've done that. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was in another city, I probably would turn up, you know, just because I've been in that city. But if I'm home, yeah. if I'm in my home city, I'm look at us all grown up and responsible and shit. Yep, I agree. Right. <laughs> oh, grown asses. <laughs> yes, yeah, four black men. Life has a strange way of serving you fruit, man. Got to grow up sometime. Okay. I'm Working on our businesses. For real. Yes, we're watching Netflix. We're doing this. Working on our business. Yes, Working on things that we love. Yes, that's beautiful. So, fellas, what is something y'all want to tell to the men that were like father figures Oof, to goodness. y'all if you didn't have your dad in your lives? Damn, For damn, fathers. Right. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Dude. So uh, I did. My dad. <laughs> I did grow up with my dad. Uh, he's a wonderful guy. Uh, he's my first hero. Uh, we have a great relationship. Um, I know, especially within the black community, it's such a sensitive, and for valid reasons, obviously, it's a very sensitive topic. But when I sit there and think about the things that my dad did. It didn't dawn on me to after I, well after I became an adult that wow, this really isn't common anymore. It's not common for I don't ever call the day of my 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 mm. dad yelled at my mom, cursed at my mom, hit my mom. He never did any of those things. And I think when you for those who've experienced uh, having parents like that, especially a father, when you get older, it helps you stay away from those negative attributes that people throw at you that you don't know what to do with. It's like when you see it, like, oh, I'm not going to be able to deal with this. Like, you have to be violent with me to get your point across. I'm out of the door. And for all those people out there, you know, who have parents uh, that have a father that is really integral in their life, Mm -hmm. make sure that you spread that to other people. That's what I would say. Make sure that somebody else experiences what it's like for somebody to be there, what it's like for somebody you can count on, what it's like for somebody that can be strong for you when you can't be strong for yourself. That's what my dad means to me. And I I think that for those of us who had it, everybody didn't have it. And some of us turned out okay. Some of us are still working through it. But for everybody who did have a dad like that, I challenge you, please give that to somebody else. They really need it and they deserve it. That's that's dope. My, that's very beautiful. Um, So I didn't grow (laughs) up with my father um, in my life. Um, He was in prison most of um, most of everything. So he got out when I was sixteen and passed away when Mm -hmm. I was seventeen. So we only had that year of actual communication. And um, I was going through what I was going through, and we didn't see heads. So 
he didn't see my point of view. I didn't see his. So then we just stopped talking to each other. And I was perfectly fine with that. But um, I, w- I was perfectly fine with that because I had other people around me that were father figures. They believed in me. They seen my goals. They seen my dreams. Um, he was pushing me off to go to college and do this other shit. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, you don't even know who your son is. So I just think everybody, every male figure that came in my life to support the vision that I have for myself and not anybody else. So um, just make sure if you ever come in contact with somebody that don't know what direction or what they want to do, it's their life ain't over. Um, I have walked many different lives, different many different walks of life, and I'm still mm-hmm. here. So, um, and I'm, it's only going farther. That is real. Um, <laughs> it's interesting, this conversation. I keep landing right smack between both of y'all. Um, but sure I'm right smack and all y'all on this one because my dad was, quote, in my life in regard of, like, he was around. He wasn't missing from the picture. But uh, completely emotionally distant. Um, I'm the oldest boy, so I was my, my dad's first kid. So I think that um, I think he had, like, an idea in his head, like, of what I was going to be. And I'm nothing like those things. I'm the exact opposite of him, really. Um, And he just never, ever once took the time to get to know who I was. It was like, oh, this is what I signed up for. So whatever. So I think, um, and I don't know how many dads do this, but a lot of people, like, think that just being there is enough because the standards are so low for Black men. Because mostly, you know, a lot of Black men don't grow up their their parents in the home. So, like, I think my dad was like, well, I'm here. You eating. You're good. Like, that was just enough. But, I mean, I'm 33 years old. My dad really knows nothing about me, and I was in the house with him for many years. And then even when I was little, like, we, I lived with him, and then he got married and had new kids and pretty much just kind of just dropped me off at my grandma's house. Like, I don't know what to do with this, you know? So it's weird because, like, you know, he's, it's, like, it's like having an absent father that you have to see all the time. Well, I don't go home very often, but I have siblings that I'm close to and stuff like that. And we just have a weird relationship. And so I think because of that, it's led me to be overly – um, like father figurey to people, you know what I mean? Like I'm like the parent of the group, my friends. Like I'm the one that everybody calls when they need something. Mm-hmm. Like you hungry, you come stay at my house. You need something to eat. What you want? What you want? Where you want to go? You need some advice? What you want to talk about? Like I just feel like mm-hmm. I feel that because I mm-hmm. just don't know what it feels like, you know. And I didn't really have any father figures growing up. Like a couple of males here and there, you know, came and went, but I can't think of one honestly. So it's just been me. And that's fine, you know, but it's weird. I don't know. I don't know if that made any sense at all. <laughs> I'm just out here. <laughs> it did. It, it did make some I sense. It, it did. It did make some sense. And for me, um, my dad wasn't in my life. My dad was too busy screwing all of St. Pete. He was making other babies, you know. Mm. I, you know, you know, your dad was around when. I didn't meet my close sister that I'm close to today. I didn't meet her till I was like 26 and just a year graduated from college. Oh, through college buddies. Oh, we met because, oh, that's your sister. I'm like, damn, really? Because your dad was, my dad was never around. So I I grew with Marco and this like, my dad wasn't locked up or nothing. He just was, he was never around. He was always unreliable. He was not a father to any of his six kids. Um, on my mom's side, I'm the only child, and on his side, I'm like the second oldest of six. And excuse me, I only met like three of them 
One of them I got a real close bond with. Two of them I don't really know. And then the other two, um, well, I don't know where they at, but um, but I do want to give a shout out to my Uncle Gene though, because he was always that father figure for me because my grandfather, he got on his ass. He was like, he said, the same way I'm being hard on you, you need to be like this to Victor because you love my daughter. And for some reason I just gravitated to him. And it's like that's how even though sometimes I didn't agree with him and I understand what's like I understand what he was getting at. And um he did, despite the fact that my mother really didn't like him and my mother and he did that in spite of her, you know what I'm saying? So it's like and I do salute the other men and also to the men out there, if you have to play that step parent role, play that role, be there for that child, take time to learn that child. Don't just always be the disciplinarian. Because you know what's going to happen? That child is going to grow up and they're going to have some resentment towards that mother. Like, why the hell you put him in my life? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so it's like, so to all my step-parents out there, if you're going to be it, be the step-parent, really love that child. Really give that child what they're not getting from the mm-hmm. actual dad. <laughs> be like, help. be like Russell Wilson, you know what I'm saying? Shit. You're like you know? he the, he's the perfect <laughs> example. <laughs> doing everything uh, future isn't doing for little future so if you have to be a step parent be Russell don't be like all these other stuff because what you're going to do is you're going to drive that child away from that parent and it's not fun you know what I'm saying and it's, it's also I had to I had to really deal with myself because there was one time I my mom came to visit me in college I really didn't want to be bothered with her and I was like damn that is your mama you know it's like mm. so Need to say from that point forward, we got a little bit closer. So that's awesome, man. Just really quick about that Russell Wilson part. Yeah, I heard so many outlets, okay, shade room Mm -hmm. other outlets saying, "Oh, Russell Wilson, he a square. Russell Wilson, he sucked up to the man. Russell Wilson, this. Russell Wilson, that." Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If a man is willing to love a woman 100% and willing to also take on that child and love that child as his own, there is not enough love in this world. We don't have no more Mr. Rogers. We don't have no more Uncle Phil's. You don't see that in, in programming. You don't. Man. Doing what he did, and he will love Houston. Sierra unconditionally. He's going to love Little Future. I don't know what the kid's name is. Bless his heart. If you love that child unconditionally, Man, let him do that. He is providing for his family. He's not in trouble with the law. He is really what you would actually call a role model, not the Visa Mones and the futures of the world that are just entertainers. I I, I think it just needs to be said. We got this stereotype that us as black men, we're not doing what we're supposed to do. We don't like black women, yada, yada. And there's validity to all those arguments. But man, Father's Day coming up. There's so many black fathers that they're not in the spotlight. Mm. I'm thinking about my dad. He raised so many other people besides myself and my siblings that could literally call them dad, but he's not going to be on Instagram. He's not going to be viral. He's not going to be in a magazine. He's not going to be on Complex. He's not going to be on TV. You'll never hear him about him unless he's in your personal circle or you go to the church he attends. There's a lot of men Mm -hmm out there who are holding it down shout out to every single one of them because man let me tell you when you meet somebody that's immature 
that you know that they need a strong man figure in life. Once you become an adult, man, it's hard to do it, man. So I, right. I really Father's all the Day. all the men out there that's stepping up to the yeah. plate. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, man. Yes. We Happy Father's Day to all of y'all because y'all are doing <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? Even if that's not your child, you are doing it. You know what I'm saying? And to all those people out there that want to say, "Oh, Russell's a square," it's like you know what? Can I ask him? Love. Those, some of those people ain't probably never been in love before because love will have you doing some crazy things. You know what I'm saying? Even if it ain't <laughs> for the love. God damn it, you know what I'm saying? That's you know a beautiful thing to see a black man stepping up for a child that ain't his. So to all those people that want to give that man hell, <laughs> please take a tall glass and shut the fuck up because y'all clearly ain't shit. You know shit. what it is, Mr. They never had a role model or a stepfather or a father like Russell, so they're hating on him. That's all it is. It's, all I it think is. we're just we're just so messed That's up. That's probably you know what, what it mean? is. We're, yep. we, we are so messed up as a people yep. that we really do, as much as we can rationalize and intellectualize that Future is a bad father. He's the real role model to a, to most black men. Most black men think that Russell, the Russell, that's corny, that's square, that's whatever. And it's like we've been so messed up over the years to understand what the right way to go is. You know what I mean? It's like we idolize niggas running around on girls and you know having eight nine kids by different baby mamas and all this stuff because mm-hmm. he, you a real nigga, you tough, you all this. And it's like I'm not saying that's bad. Whatever, do you? But I'm like, I think there's so many people chasing that. And they don't realize that a real man is a person that takes care of their responsibilities and holds it down and loves people unconditionally. It's not afraid to show love. Russell's not afraid to say I love you to that to the, the boy in front of millions of people and to Sierra and to you know what I mean? He's he's being vulnerable and being himself. Like, but there's so many fake ass wannabe futures out here running around drinking a dirty sprite thinking they got hoes mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it's like that's so weak. That's the weakest version of a man to me. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I definitely agree. No, you're right. I know you're right on the money. That is definitely the weakest version of a man. You want to be out here running around wasting this woman's time. This woman really feel like, oh, you the one, but you just see her as a one-night stand or just somebody to call on when you want to smash. No, that's not the way, that's my easy. Brothers. That's the easy and way out. It's easy to live a life, a reckless life like shit, that. Man. It's difficult to it. be vulnerable and work on something with somebody and build. You know what I mean? Like, it's just easy to just run around and just not have to have any responsibilities. And, you know, we got to want better for ourselves. But, again, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> no, you're right. You good, man. You are on these streets. It's Sunday. It's Sunday we night service. Hey, it is Sunday night service on Look at Time. Listen. Hey y'all, this is the guys only round where you get a service where we just Girl, drop dimes on. on you. This Girl, is what happens on. when four brothers with podcasts mm-hmm. all come together. You know what I'm saying? This is what we this is what the people need. This is what mm-hmm. men need. This is what people need. We're gonna give it to you some more, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. So I hope y'all enjoy this because we will be doing this Definitely. again. Any, all right, fellas. Any uh, final thoughts for the people out there? I'll go. Um, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody, you know, saying keep protesting. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. Keep protesting. Take care of your family. Call your father if, if you know where he is. You got his phone number. Call him on Father's Day, please. You don't know how long they're gonna be around. Mm-hmm. And once they're going, you're not going to be able to have anything to say to them. And please, 
for the love of God, stop uplifting celebrities Amen. that don't care about you and they only care about the money. Okay. <laughs> well said. Well said. Um, y'all stay black. <laughs> uh, most first and foremost. Um, stay educated on what's happening. <laughs> and um, make sure you wrap it up. And if you don't wrap it up, make sure you take care of your kids because fathers and mothers are important in children's lives. And um, it affects us. So, yeah. yeah. Take care of your responsibility. Yes. Uh, same. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think everything <laughs> we talked about today kind of ties into each other. Um, I think for me, the self-care part was the overabounding thing. Like black men take care of yourselves, black people take care of yourselves, especially in this time. Um, I mm. feel like yes, keep the protest going, keep that going. But I think this is like for everybody, this is our last shot. I don't know what's about to happen, but if we're not ready after all this dies down, we're never going to change. Like this is our chance to better ourselves. So get your houses in order, get your therapy. If you you got to pay nobody to lay on their couch reach out and talk to somebody, anybody, you know what I mean? Just start being vulnerable, being honest, sharing your feelings. Let's get our minds and our hearts together so we can take care of each other so that we can on the other side and be better. But if we just go back to the old ways again, I don't know if we're going to have another more chance, another chance to have this much attention on, you know, black lives, the plight, the fight. So, you know, let's get it together, y'all. Yes, that's real. Ladies and gentlemen, my final thought for tonight is simple. If you can't, you need to solve your mental issues before you get into a relationship. And once you get in that relationship, if something's going on with you mentally, you need to tell that person. Because, and also, if something, and also, you need to ask that person, is something going on with them mentally? So you can be that sanctuary. Because if you can allow a person to open up to you mentally, and mentally, y'all are on the same path. Man, y'all are unstoppable, and we will see more beautiful couples out here instead of divorce, divorces and stuff, instead of nasty-ass breakups, instead of the baby mama and baby daddy drug drama, you know what I'm saying? So come together. Get your mentals right, you ladies and gentlemen. And also to my protesters, keep going because this is a marathon. We need it. We're going to be out here running this marathon until we get some shit together, you know what I'm saying? Because shit is about to get real, and I hope y'all are ready for when it happens. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Look and Talk Guys on the Round. Thank you to my guys for joining. Juggy, where, pe- where can the people find you at? Look, man, y'all can find me Twitter at BOJ Radio, Facebook, BOJ Radio, uplifting the black community. Appreciate all the support. We will be yeah. here to make the black community at the Don B on all platforms. Also follow off like the podcast. We're on all the podcast platforms and also WXSJ 97.3. Um, if you're in the Miami area as well. And you already know where you can All right, Mr. Marco, what can the people find you at? Platforms under hear me out podcast. Um, you can also find me on the Instagram at hearmeout.pod and Twitter. This is Hear Me Out. Ladies and gentlemen, also you can find me on Twitter at Real V Jones, Instagram, Look at Talk Podcast. Look out for these new episodes. And also you can find Look at Talk on all streaming um, 
all streaming sites, you know what I'm saying? Also, go ahead and support BOJ Radio, support Hear Me Out Podcast, and support Off Black the Pod on all streaming platforms and also YouTube. And we will look to bring you another guys only round, ladies and gentlemen. I hope y'all have enjoyed this. Thank you to my fellas because this has been wonderful. We definitely got to do this again. We're going to run this back in July, so I'm just letting y'all know now. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, remember this. The pain you are dealing with, that is temporary also. So just pull that 